Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Letting Go of Perfection. As I journey through recovery, more and more I learned that accepting myself and my idiosyncrasies, laughing at myself for my ways, gets me a lot further than picking on myself and trying to make myself perfect. Maybe that's really what it's all about. Absolute, loving, joyous, nurturing self-acceptance. Yeah, I think the letting go of perfection and being hard on myself and thinking that I'm not doing enough and trying to catch up, you still think this attitude like served me. And as one of my programs says is, does this serve me? Maybe it did. Maybe it did in school. You know, catch up in finals. But I think part of, you know, the adult child and, you know, addictions is the concept of arrested development. None of this stuff serves me anymore. And, you know, it gets me sometimes further away from the goals that I now want, which is, you know, friendship with people, you know, like the five regrets of the dying, right? Like, uh, I wish I'd let myself be happier. I wish I had, uh, I'm going off memory here. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd been truer to myself. Um, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Um, I wish I'd been more honest, I think, with the people that I said, and I wish I'd kept in contact with friends more. So none of it was like, I wish I did better at this blah, 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 or whatever. So Stop expecting perfection from yourself and those around you. And I think that's where I do a disservice to myself and to others because I don't think it's, you know, the I expect perfection from myself, but, you know, I don't from you, especially those who are close. I love Melody Baby. We do a terrible, annoying thing to others and ourselves when we accept, expect perfection. We set up a situation where others, including ourselves, do not feel comfortable with us. Sometimes expecting perfection makes people so uptight that they and we make more mistakes than normal because we're so nervous and focused on mistakes. I'm really, I, I made my return to tennis five years ago and I'm really creating that as an opportunity to see if I can shut up that inner critic because when I'm tense, it doesn't work. When I try harder, it doesn't work. I, it's why I love sports and I love competing. And also it's like, uh, I think it's in the inner game of tennis, you know, this concept of system one and system two. Back to the reading. That does not mean we allow inappropriate behaviors with the excuse nobody's perfect. That doesn't mean we don't have boundaries and reasonable expectations of people and ourselves. But our expectations need to be reasonable. Expecting perfection is not reasonable. People make mistakes. The less anxious, intimidated, and repressed they are by expectations of being perfect, the better they will do. Striving for excellence, purity and creativity, a harmonious performance, and the best we have to offer does not happen in the stymied, negative, fear-producing atmosphere of expecting perfection. Have and set boundaries. Have reasonable expectations. Strive to do your best. Encourage others to do the same. But know that others and we will make mistakes. Know that others and we will have learning experiences, things we go through. And I, I, I notice that as growth, you know. And, uh, you yeah, know, I want to repeat that paragraph of, as far as a mission. I think that one is just awesome. Striving for excellence, purity, and creativity a harmonious performance, and the best we have to offer does not happen in the stymied, negative, fear-producing atmosphere of expecting perfection. Sometimes the flaws and imperfections of ourselves determine our uniqueness, the way they do in a piece of art. Relish them, laugh at them, embrace them, and ourselves. Encourage others and ourselves to do the best we can. Love and nurture others and ourselves for being who we are then realize we're not merely human. We were intended and created to be human. 
Today, God help me let go of my need to be perfect and to unreasonably insist that others are perfect. I will not use this to tolerate abuse or mistreatment, but to achieve appropriate balanced expectations, I am creating a healthy atmosphere of love, acceptance, and nurturing around and within me. I trust that this attitude will bring out the best in other people and in me. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is healing. Let healing energy flow through your body. The healing energy of God, the universe, life, and recovery surrounds us. It is available, waiting for us to draw on it, waiting for us to draw it in. It's waiting at our meetings or groups on the words of a whispered prayer. In a gentle touch, a positive word, a positive thought, healing energy is in the sun, the wind, and the rain. In all that is good. God, I love that. Healing energy is in the sun, the wind, and the rain. In all that is good. Let healing energy come. Attract it. Accept it. Let it soak in. Breathe in the golden light. Exhale. Let go of fear, anger, hurt, and doubt. Let healing energy flow to you, through you. It is yours for the asking, for the believing. Today, I will ask for and accept the healing energy from God and the universe. I will let it flow to me, through me, and back out to others. I am part of and at one with the continuous cycle of healing. Now we move to ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is our past is an asset. Our experience tells us that our past can be our greatest asset if we are willing to ask for help and do the work to find out what happened. And I think the willingness to ask for help both paid and unpaid. You know, this is about throwing the kitchen sink. You know, I did that for a second semester calculus class and I realized I can do that now. We sometimes wonder how differently we could have turned out had we had been raised without the problems of alcoholism or family dysfunction. Yeah, like I, I it's, that's like a painful question to look at. Um, I don't really believe in a lot of the personality tests because I think that they've been distorted by trauma. But when I look at like the Enneagram 5, I think that's who I would have been. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, a guideline. Um, and I think the StrengthsFinder, uh, Clifton-based, I think that one is interesting too because it puts your uh, strengths in, in order. And, um, you know, I can clearly see which ones I hit. You know, like for example, I don't believe I have that command part and I think I lost it, um, you know, around authority figures. Um, and it really made it hard for me to trust my intuition. Um, and I was praised for that, my, my number one strength. Um, and strengths can also work as, as weaknesses for you. Anyways, this is a painful question. Anyway, back to the reading. We sometimes wonder how differently we could have turned out had we had been raised without the problems of alcoholism or family dysfunction. While it is normal for us to consider what-ifs, we know that when we work through the abuse and hardship of our childhood, we can come out to so much better on the other side. And I think that's the big thing, is just to realize there was a lot of emotional abuse, a lot, a ton. But what can possibly make our past an asset, right? I'm interested, I will be reading this to figure out. In recovery, we see that all we've been through provides us a unique opportunity to look deeper at our lives than we might have otherwise. We take on the task of untangling the web of our history, knowing that greater peace will result. We revisit old wounds so that we may finally heal the hurt and better understand our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors today. We are able to reclaim our inner strength and learn from our struggles. In ACA, we don't do all of this work alone. 
We may have been alone as children, but now we have our fellow travelers. We hear them share the same pain and see the wisdom and knowledge they have gained in their own recovery. The same wisdom and knowledge is becoming part of who we are also. I might also understand writing is like a prayer and clarity for me. And, you know, I think clarity is power. On this day, I recognize that my past provides a unique opportunity to grow in self-actualization. I look forward to the continual wisdom recovery offers. They say more shall be revealed. And the next topic is a painful one to look at, shame and blame. As ACA becomes, a, also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, as ACA becomes a safe place for you, you will find freedom to express all the hurts and fears you have kept inside and to free yourself from the shame and blame that are carryovers from the past. The cycle of shame and blame was well established in our families of origin. We heard the abusive words and or were physically punished. We emerged from all this with the established sense of shame that includes thinking of ourselves as defective, something is wrong with me, helpless, Nothing can be done about this alone. Nobody else has this problem. Wow, that is, uh, that crystallizes it. You know, just defective, something is wrong with me. You know, I think that happened in school. Um, helpless, nothing can be done about this. That happened to ice cream incident. Alone, nobody else has this problem. And that is the biggest gift of going to face-to-face meetings for me, is to realize that we're all going through this together. You know, it's it's... I think, like, with me and my thoughts and, and, like, a vicious inner critic who I'm, you know, I, you know, it, it's a daily, I mean, the dark side will be there, but I do have some tools, uh, both in and out of the rooms, you know, outside help, as they say, um, but that one has clearly been addressed, um, you know. As adults, some of us found that if we shifted blame to others, we could hide our own sense of shame. I think this is sometimes when the shame gets so much that that's when I project and that's when it comes to people near me. Some of us may have lashed out with extreme anger, not knowing where it came from, or used perfectionism, pride, people-pleasing, which generates resentment, and approval-seeking to cover up our sense of shame. Some of us fell victim to addictions. In ACA, we come to appreciate that there's nothing wrong with us, that meetings, a sponsor, and consistently working the steps, the maintenance steps, cannot overcome. I'm starting to become a believer in this. Shame and blame give way to an understanding that we make mistakes, but we are not mistakes. We claim the identity that we are inherently good, even with all our perceived misgivings, warts, and dents. On this day, I will use my courage and honesty to break the generational bonds of shame and blame. And that concludes today's really powerful readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowant Saluja reminding myself to pause, because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, to know they won't last, and that they're a guide to recovery, to be still and know, and don't just do something, sit there. Uh, That last one, I think Bob Roth in the Transcendental Meditation that he puts up uh, every day has been really helpful. Until next time.